Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Dependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're interested in more combat sports, news, analysis, predictions, discussions like this, stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. And make sure you share Zen Dependently Minded with all your friends, family, boss, your neighbors, husband, wife, whoever. Be a good person and share Zen Dependently Minded because it's only the best combat sports podcast out there. So, haven't done a podcast in a little over a week. Um, this is actually, it's kind of a sad record for me, but this is the first time I haven't predicted a pay-per-view in a long time. And my actual prediction was that um, for 253, for UFC 253, um, well, to start off, I'm going to be talking about quite a few things. Um the main thing, uh, first thing I'm going to talk about are the results of UFC 253. I'm going to talk about uh, the fact that there are talks between Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal for a possible fight. Um, and maybe I'll give my take on Conor McGregor and Manny Pacquiao and uh, the, that drama with Dana White. But uh, So I actually, I actually, I don't think I did an official prediction for this, but I did. I'd been talking to like a couple friends and... Um, spread it out on Twitter and uh, I think maybe Facebook on this podcast page on Facebook. But I had openly predicted that Dominic Reyes is going to, I thought that his boxing was too good, at least from what we saw against John Jones. His boxing's too good. Um, his pressure was really good. I thought that he was going to knock out um, John Blahovich or Jan Blahovich, but uh, obviously that didn't happen. Jan Blahovich knocked out Dominic Reyes um, and he just really he looked really impressive. Uh, he looked impressive, and I, I did not give credit where credit was due, um, and I am now. I, I kind of slept on um, Jan like uh, Dominic did when he got knocked out. Um, yeah, I really I really genuinely thought, and I think a lot of people did, uh, think that Dominic Ray's boxing looked really good against John Jones. It's always looked good, so a lot of people thought that uh, Dominic Ray's was going to win. Um but Jan looked dominant, and hats off to him. Uh, he's a he's well well deserving um, of that light heavyweight strap, um, and we'll see what happens with Dominic Reyes. Um, obviously, he's dropped two in a row. Very controversial split decision. Lost was it a split decision? Or was it a unanimous decision? I'm not. I don't actually remember. Um, let me look that up. But um, obviously, he came off of a, a controversial decision loss to John Jones. Um, for his fight, uh, his last fight before fighting Jan for the belt. So he's, he's dropped two, um, in the same year, he's dropped two title fights. Um, so we're, we're going to have to see how he bounces back. Um, he didn't look like he bounced back too well against, uh, Jan because he really showed that he hadn't really gotten over the John Jones fight. It looked like he, he just didn't look, he didn't look anything like himself. I, I'm not really quite too sure what happened there. Uh, but we'll see how he bounces back. He's a young guy. He's only 20, he's only 30 years old. So we will see how he bounces back and who he'll fight next, how much time he'll take off, what he'll add to his game or take away from his game or improve on. And he'll go from there. And it would be really cool to see Jan Blahovich fight John Jones. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and predict that because John Jones is gonna go to 
heavyweight, uh, I think. That's that's what most people are thinking. So we're going to see how that all plays out in the light heavyweight division. Still a pretty... Uh, the, the, the division's been cleaned out, so it's it's like it's really... It's going to be interesting to see if that division gets exciting again. Um, oh, I just got a notification. Paulo Costa's really upset with Israel Adesanya for the for his post-fight antics, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But um, as far as UFC 253's main event went uh, with Israel Adesanya attempting to defend his belt against Paulo Costa, I, I had predicted many times... Uh, long time ago, even when the fight was first made, that Izzy was going to pick apart, um, Izzy was going to pick apart Costa, Costa, and he was going to knock him out, um, I did predict, though, that it was going to be later, I thought that Izzy was going to toy with him, he was going to, uh, hit him with some shots to the body, and, uh, get Paulo tired, because Paulo is, is notorious for having really low stamina, because he's got a lot of pressure, uh, he throws a lot of strikes, he lands a lot of strikes, he has a lot of power, and he's a huge, huge guy. Um, so everyone, everyone probably, I mean, even including him and his team, they know that he he has to get the job done real early because he doesn't have good stamina, doesn't have good cardio. Um, I think he's, uh, the only time he's ever went the distance in the UFC, or maybe even as a whole, uh, for his whole professional MMA career, He's only gone the distance once, and it was against Yoel Romero, because Yoel Romero is hard to knock out. He's hard to finish. Um, so all of his fights before uh, came by finishes, most of them in the first round. Um, I think he was able to knock Uriah, Uriah Hall out in the second round, so Uriah was able to last um, a whole round against him. But I I did predict that Izzy was going to knock him out, but later I was predicting like third round, fourth round, fifth round. Um so, the fact that Izzy was able to go out there and look even better than... I've always been a big fan of him. I've always known that he is the best striker. In my opinion, he is the best striker in the UFC. I've said that for a long time. Um, and he's improved so much the past few fights. Um, and that's that's going to kind of tra- like help me transition into my next point. Um, I see a lot of people that are overestimating and just basically making Kelvin Gastelum overrated. Um, Kelvin Gastelum is a good fighter, but he's not that good. Um, the reason that fight with him and Izzy was close, it wasn't that close to me. I mean, he knocked Gastelum down like five times or four times, I think it was registered statistically. Um, Izzy improved like leaps and bounds after that fight with Gastelum. Uh, the Izzy that fought Robert Whitaker was not the Izzy that fought... Gastelum, um, Izzy has not gotten hit since that Gastelum fight, like, like, the way that he was hitting that Gastelum fight, he hasn't been hit like that since then, um, Gast- they're just giving Gastelum too much credit and not giving Izzy the credit, Izzy has improved so much in his past four fights, from the Gastelum fight till what we saw yesterday, um, well, it's technically yesterday for me, for you guys, for my like American listeners, because I'm I'm in here in Germany. Um, the fights are on the fight cards start at 4 a.m. Sunday. For you guys, it would be Saturday at night uh, if you're in America. So, so it was yesterday for me. Um, but yeah, people are giving Kelvin too much credit. Izzy has just improved. If they were to rematch, he would finish Kelvin. P- 
probably by the second round at the latest. Um, I don't see that rematch ever happening <laughs> because Kelvin has dropped three straight, uh, two straight after um, that fight with Izzy for the interim belt. So, yeah, I did predict the main event correctly. Did not predict the co-main event correctly. Might have been close. Uh, actually, the complete opposite. But that's all right. Uh, I've never met anybody who predicts fights 100% accurately. Um, moving on, um, as far as Israel Adesanya's career uh, future goes, um, he's he's made it clear that if Jared Cannonier beats Robert Whitaker, he's going to fight Jared Cannonier next and try to defend his belt against him. And I think he will um, successfully beat him. Uh, so we'll have to see how that all plays out. Um, as far as the antics go, um, Paulo Costa and Israel Adesanya had some serious beef. Like, this was a real heated rivalry. There was trash talk on both sides. Paulo Costa and his crew were have taunted Izzy. They've played in on Paulo's um, trash talk. Granted, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to defend their guy. But like Izzy said... Um, they were just like mimics, and they were doing all this dumb stuff. The There's the white belt that Paulo gave to Izzy, like, that kind of stuff. I mean, you, what's the saying? You, um, you poke the dog and, uh, get bit. Uh, I butchered that really hard, but you, you guys who are listening to my, my two viewers, uh, my two listeners, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and I mean, Paulo was taunting in the fight, during the fight with Izzy, um, he landed like one strike. Let's see. He landed 12 total strikes. Um, and he landed one that mattered, two that mattered, one jab and one body kick. Um, he was taunting Izzy during the fight. For some reason, I don't know what the game plan was for him. He was just, he was waiting for it. He thought Izzy was going to come forward and let him punch him in the face. Um, he thought that he was going to get in the head of a guy who has over a hundred professional combat sports bouts really? That is not a good plan. <laughs> That's not a good plan at all. That's a horrible plan. And we saw how it played out. Um, and Paulo was taunting him during the fight, trying to get in his head, complaining that he wasn't walking forward. Like he's gonna, like he, he was upset that Izzy wasn't doing what he wanted him to do. That's what, that's what the whole fight game is. That's what sports are. You try to anticipate what your opponent's doing. You don't ask them to do it. Um, and there was, yeah, there was a lot of trash talk taunting during the fight so israel's after his his post-fight antics i'm 100 cool with it super cool with it i i encourage it i hope he does it more um that's what you get you talk smack if you talk the talk you gotta walk the walk and if you don't walk the walk be humble <laughs> and paulo was not humble so that is that um moving on i did see that um Dana White, Dana White had said he answered a question in the UFC 253 post-fight press conference that uh, it looks like they're, Dana actually said that they're looking to maybe book a bout between Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal um, instead of Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz too. I don't really want to see um, Jorge and Nate Diaz fight again anyways. Um, I think Jorge would properly finish Nate if they fought again. I mean... He was whooping on him so hard. Uh, Nate Diaz was losing every second of that fight. So I don't really want to see that fight. I think majority of uh, MMA fans, casual and hardcore, 
and super fans, they don't want to see it either. But what we do want to see is Colby Covington fight Jorge Masvidal. There's going to be some serious drama leading up to that. Um, basically, polar opposites as far as um, style, fighting styles go. Colby's a, eh, not polar opposites. They're both pressure fighters. But obviously, Jorge is a boxer. Um, he's got some good kicks too. So you can call him a kickboxer maybe. And then Colby is also a pressure fighter who kickboxes. But his wrestling is what he's known for. His wrestling is what got him to the to the point that he is in the UFC. So that would be an interesting fight. That would definitely be like uh, a contender fight. Uh, definitely a top number. Like probably a number one contender fight. At least for the belt. To fight uh, Kamaru Usman next. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. I really hope they're able to make that bout. Um, I anticipate there's going to be a lot of trash talk, a lot of that welterweight, that UFC welterweight trash talk where they're like, sign the dotted line. No, you sign the dotted line. They do that stuff all the time. Leon Edwards is still doing it. Um, man, I could, I could go on and on about how much I dislike Leon Edwards, but we're going to give credit where credit is due with the guys that deserve the attention and he doesn't deserve the attention. Um, yeah, I, I like to uh, talk a little bit of smack to him. Um, 100% respect to him as a fighter. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave that at that. Uh, yeah, I really hope they make that fight between Colby and Jorge. Um, I really do. Uh, there's there's so much drama there. It's one of the heated, most heated rivalries in the UFC. There's a big storyline there. Ex-best friends used to train together, um, used to live with each other, um, Obviously, they trained together at the same gym, American Top Team, and then Colby left, and Colby looked so good in his last fight, man. He looked really good. He looked the best that I've ever seen him uh, up until this point because Colby before, he always had the pressure. He always poured it on. He always threw a lot of strikes, did, mixed in a lot of wrestling, showed that he had good cardio, but what he didn't show in the past was good defense. He's been hit before. Um, he got his jaw broken, he got knocked down twice and got knocked out, um, by Usman in their title fight at UFC 245. So, he, he has shown in the past, up until, up until he fought Tyron Woodley, he had shown that he has been prone to some shots, big shots at that. And in this fight, he just looked, he still poured on the pressure, he still showed off his cardio, but he did it while being a little more defensively sound. And it, it just, it, it was really impressive. It was very impressive. And like I've said before, Colby Covington is the second best guy in the welterweight division. And I do think he poses the best threat and has the best chance to beat Kamaru Usman out of the whole division. I, I don't see anybody else besides him. There are a lot of really talented guys in the in the welterweight division. Um, Wonderboy is really good. Gilbert Burns is really good. Leon Edwards is really good. Um, Jorge Masvidal is really good. Michael Chiesa, eh, we got to see a little more out of him before I decide that he's really good. There's a lot of talented guys, but none of them really pose a threat to Usman, in my opinion. And that's including Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is going to fight him next, and I don't think he's going to beat him. And I'll talk about that more in another episode as it gets closer to that fight. But uh, I'm not actually sure if that's been officially made yet. I'll have to look into that. Um, yeah, I don't think that's been officially, like, rebooked. Um, so, we're gonna have to see how that plays out also. Um, and, 
yeah, I, I, I can't wait for the rematch. It's imminent. Uh, it's going to happen. Colby is going to rematch Usman, and it's going to be awesome. And I'll make my predictions if and when that fight is made. Um, last thing I really want to talk about, it kind of plays hand-in-hand, hand, is just this bullshit drama between Conor McGregor and Dana White. You guys know me. You know I'm the biggest Conor McGregor fan. And just seeing the fact that there are talks between Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor for a boxing match. I love both the guys. I love Conor McGregor as a fighter more than I love Manny Pacquiao. And I'm half Filipino. Um, not that that matters. Uh, I love Manny Pacquiao. He's one of my favorite boxers of all time. But I like Conor McGregor more than I like Manny Pacquiao. So I'll be rooting for Conor if that fight is made. But I don't want to see it made. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to promote the crap out of it. going to make my prediction, my breakdowns, my analysis, my discussions, all that stuff. But I want to see Conor focused and back in the UFC, and I, I'm sure he's focused. And I know that he wanted to fight more. Um, he wanted to fight three times this year. or Yeah, he wanted to fight three times this year. Coronavirus came. A lot of shit came. He showed in his DMs that he posted to Twitter and all his social media that he wanted to fight. He was planning the fights, and it just they fell through because of coronavirus and all these different reasons. And Dana White's really mad that he leaked those private conversations. But, I mean, he lied. I mean, Dana White lied. Conor McGregor told the truth, um, and he showed that. So, I mean, I just I wish these guys would just... I wish Connor could come back and fight. I wish he could fight um, with or without fans. I would love to see him fight with fans, of course, more. But, you know, that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> it's not going to happen anytime soon, sadly. So we won't be seeing Connor back in the octagon for a while. And I do think it will lower the chance of him coming back and fighting in the octagon um, if he does fight Manny Pacquiao because that will be a huge, huge fight. Um, he'll make a lot of money, not as much as when he fought Mayweather, but he'll make so much money. Um, and if Dana White chooses, chooses to be a promoter there, he'll make a lot of money too. Um, and I, that just lessens the chance of Connor coming back. Cause when you make a lot of money, so much money, um, Connor McGregor money, you probably lose motivation because getting punched in the face gets old when you got hundreds of millions in the bank account. Um, so we're going to see how that plays out. And I, you know, it's going to be a really fun fight if it happens, but I, um, I would rather him not do that. So we'll see how that plays out and looking forward to some good fights in the future. Um, is there, there is a fight card this weekend. Um, it's God awful. So we'll move on. The next fight night's going to be really good. So I'll, I'll release a couple episodes later on, maybe talk about Leon Edwards, uh, maybe talk about Paulo Costa's future, but I just wanted to really give the attention to the main topics I talked about in the beginning, so hope you guys enjoyed this episode, um, stay tuned, make sure you share as independently minded, stay safe out there, stay away from the crazies, thank you.